today. Mike Lindell is raided by the FBI. Igor Danchenko was a paid FBI informant and the new trailer for The Little Mermaid flops on YouTube. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, we got a we got a good show for you today. It is Hump Day, of course, so we have uh, Jason Buttrell, who is of course chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program and reader of all things that nobody else wants to read <laughs> because they're entirely too long. And that's how we know Jason here. That's correct. And, yeah. I, and I am wearing a shirt today from shop.blazemedia.com. But I'm kind of thinking that maybe after what happened to Lindell, they might be coming for me next because of it. <laughs> I am openly admitting this, yeah. so it's getting scary. Yeah, it, it's going to be scary out there for you. I can't <laughs> wait to get into that story uh, as well. So also joined by Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed, which mm -hmm. you can find on uh, not shop.blazemedia.com. <laughs> <but just, but laughs> this shirt? Uh, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got a lot in store for you. But uh, first, we want to thank uh, Healthy Cell. Today's episode is brought to you by Healthy Cell. They've got a bunch of really great supplements to help with sleep focus, a general multivitamin. They are amazing. They taste delicious. My family loves them. And they're gel instead of the pill, so you know you are getting the full absorption of the nutrients promised. You can go to HealthyCell.com slash news. Use code news for 20% off of your order over at HealthyCell.com slash news. So yesterday... Mike Lindell uh, revealed that his phone had been seized by the FBI. He and a friend had... This is the, the like... Of course, Mike Lindell was stopped at a Hardee's drive-thru. I'm like, that just <laughs> is so representative of Mike Lindell. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like, yeah, he was at a Hardee's drive-thru. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, on the way home from a fishing trip in Minnesota, and uh, a car came and parked perpendic perpendicular to them, blocking them in a drive-thru, and then another car came and another car came. And uh, he's like, well... These are either the bad guys or uh, the FBI, and it turns out that that's actually one and the same, as we're learning as the years go by. But um, so uh, they showed him their badges, began asking him questions, and apparently upon finally today, we got the search warrant. And the search warrant for the phone's seizure reveals that it was taken over uh, an identity theft charge and the damage of a protected computer investigation. So the warrant reads the physical cellular telephone assigned call number, uh, Lindell cell phone, they're calling it, and all records and information on the Lindell cell phone that constitutes fruits, evidence or instrumentality instrumentalities of identity theft, as well as intentional damage to a protected computer and or conspiracy to commit identity theft and or to cause intentional damage to a protected computer. And then, of course, other items to be seized relating to Dominion. So it says all records and information relating to damage to any Dominion computerized voter system, including any impairment to or attempt to impair the integrity or availability of data, a program, a system or information, uh, and then any sort of USB flash drives, anything related to Dominion computerized voting systems. Um, it's getting scary out there, you guys. There's a lot of people being, uh, you know, having their information seized by the FBI, seemingly in what I think a previous president of the United States would call, in fact, a witch hunt. That, that, that's so convoluted there. So are they accusing Mike Lindell of possible identity fraud? 
Are they accusing like. him of doing something with the Dominion voting machine or all of the above? That, it sounds like all of the above. Or is it just a bunch of darts and they're hmm. throwing it at the wall hmm. and hoping that one of them will hmm. like stick? Hmm. Possibly that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is <clears throat> the FBI and DOJ's playbook, DOJ's playbook, going back to, you know, the Russia hoax has always just been about throwing something out there and giving the appearance of guilt. Yeah. So, like, let's get something the scariest thing possible we could think of or the freakiest, like, I don't know, like nuclear codes at Mar-a-Lago and just give the appearance of guilt. And as we've all seen, the way the, me- the, the media runs with it is they're like, oh, like the uh, like the BYU racial racial thing, just like that. Let's just throw something out there. The media will grab it immediately. They won't look into it. They won't investigate. And that's just what the people will believe. Mm-hmm. Now that's been disapp- disproven as a hoax. But I bet you 90 percent of the people that first saw it don't even know that it's a hoax. Right. They don't. So well, like, that's generally how it happens. And like 90% of the people that just hate Donald Trump still think that he colluded with Russia, mm-hmm. even though that has been proven as a hoax. Mm-hmm. So very interesting mm-hmm. that, what, two months before an election? They've had two years to, 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 to do all this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me now you're doing these very public raids, these very public, oh, let's let's corner them at a Hardee's, which, by the <laughs> way, who goes to Hardee's anymore? I thought it was Carl's Jr. But anyway. I don't know. That's what I, like, right? Hardee's? Hey, like, where? Is it only in the north it's called Hardee's and down here it's called? I don't know. But um, but anyway, it's it's it seems very public to give just the appearance of the people that, you know, are just will look at this and just read it in the newspaper or see it on social media. There will be no follow-up, yeah. but it doesn't matter because the damage has been done. Right. And they must have been following him. They must right. have been tracking him mm-hmm. wherever he went. And it's just, these are bogus charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, they're arresting him, or they didn't arrest him, but they, they're taking his phone because uh, he continues to say that the election was fraudulent. And mm-hmm. it's pissing them off. Mm-hmm. And they can't have it. And so they take his phone and I, I trump up some kind of charge. It's ludicrous for the FBI to be doing this. It's also, you know, um, they're they're doing it all at the same time. And it is, we mentioned earlier, it's getting scary out there because it's not just Mike Lindell, right? It's not just people who are directly associated with President Trump. It's uh, Lisa Gallagher, who we found out on Tucker Carlson the other night. This is uh, just a mother, a wife in a New Jersey suburb who uh, apparently shared with with Tucker, we'll play it in a minute, that FBI, FBI agents showed up at her door the morning after Joe Biden's, you know, MAGA extremists are a threat to the democracy of our country speech. And they said that they received mm. an anonymous tip that she was at the January 6th Capitol uh, that day and and, and she was not. Watch. I, I just want to be clear that you have not committed a crime of any kind. I don't think you've ever been accused of a crime. You weren't even at the Capitol on January 6th. I don't think you're even in Washington. Tell us how you felt when Joe Biden's FBI showed up with guns at your home the morning after his speech. I was terrified. And I'll be honest with you, when my daughter woke me up telling me there were three armed FBI officers at my door, I thought she was joking. So I went outside. And I said, gentlemen, you're scaring me. And they proceeded to tell me that they were given an anonymous tip that I was at the Capitol on January 6th. Even though, of course, as we said, they knew you weren't because they had facial recognition software and there's no evidence and it's almost almost two years ago. Do you know who this anonymous tip, this snitch who turned you into federal law enforcement for supporting Trump on Facebook might be? No, I know nothing. Um, I don't feel like it's any sort of you know, exaggeration to say they, they literally are coming for all of us <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <It's not. laughs> I mean, they literally are coming for us. It sounds like hyperbole. 
Yeah, if you voted for Trump or if you support Trump or you just didn't vote for Joe Biden, yeah, they're coming for you. Well, what, so. what the FBI probably <laughs> did there. Welcome to America. <laughs> Welcome to America. What, what they probably did there was they took that anonymous tip <clears throat> and then they did their own background mm-hmm. research. Mm-hmm. And they were like, does this person fit the profile? Mm-hmm. And just like you Could said, be. Pat, voted for vote of Donald Trump, check. Yeah. Um, I don't know, donated to so-and-so. You know, right. that's a Republican, check, check, check. Like all this stuff. I don't know, has an American flag in their profile on Twitter, check. I don't know. But... I, you know, this is crazy, and this reminds me of that ATF visit from, remember that one, that guy's house, because just because he bought a few guns, so the ATF showed up. And I, not to criticize these people too much, because most of us just do not know our rights. We, we just don't know them. If, if something like that happens, don't even open the door. Talk to them through the door. This mm-hmm. is crazy. Like, the mm-hmm. FBI shows up showing up to someone's house in an anonymous tip? Incredible. No. Incredible. D- don't even open the door. Talk to them through the door. Be polite, but don't give them an yeah. inch on any of this. Mm-hmm. We have to start showing them that we do but know frankly, our rights. I wouldn't buy that they're from the FBI. Yeah. Right, because that seems yeah. ludicrous. It does. Yeah. It does. And then if I find out they are, show me your warrant. Exactly. Right. Show me your stinking warrant because that sounds like some neighbor who hates Trump knows that mm-hmm. she's a Trump supporter mm-hmm. and just called the FBI. I mean, the, the sheer arrogance of this entire, you know, uh, department, of the entire bureau, yeah. to, to just be like, yeah, we're so powerful, we can just kind of do whatever we want, and we don't really need to have any of the, the backup that we're supposed to legally have, doesn't right. really matter, because who's going to stop us? We're the FBI. I mean, it really feels like that is the place we're at. I feel like I might have said this on, this, on your show before, Sarah, but I mean, the, one of the big lies about the FBI is that somehow they changed from, their, from how they operate from the J. Edgar Hoover times until now. I mean, there's been scandal after scandal after scandal. I mean, under J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover I mean, you know, uh, illegal wiretaps, illegal mm. burglaries, um, mm. using information to blackmail others, um, forcing people in, you know, that don't believe, uh, believe what they believe politically into doing what they believe. I mean, wh- look at everything happening now. How has anything changed? It's, it's completely the same. I'm not criticizing the rank-and-file FBI agents. I'm criticizing what, stru- you know, structurally it is at the very, very top. I just do not think it's changed. I don't think we even need an FBI. We've got, in Texas, we have the Texas mm. Rangers. They do the same exact job. They handle mm. other cases that, you know, sheriff's departments, police departments can't handle. Why do we need an FBI? Mm-hmm. I, I so, think the states can handle that themselves. So to add to that point, uh, it was just found out, uh, this was been recently unsealed just this week, uh, Durham court filing unsealed by a Virginia federal court yesterday revealed that the FBI made Igor Danchenko a confidential human source, uh, providing him and the FBI's use of him national security cover in March 2017 and terminated that designation in October of 2020. This was after they had investigated him for being a Russian spy and uh, after discovering his uh, Danchenko's identity as Christopher Steele's source for the Steele dossier. You guys remember, the, the, this was the P-tapes, right? The Steele dossier. Uh, Rather than investigate whether he had been feeding Steele Russian disinformation, the FBI paid him. He became on their payroll. They paid him as a human source. Danchenko is also the originator of the false claim that Donald Trump told prostitutes to pee on the bed. Uh, I, I, ju- I can't wow. even, like, unpacking wow. this in my brain has broken it today. Oh, it's yeah. worse. So Please. 
Danchenko, uh, Igor Danchenko, he worked at the Brookings Institution. I'll get back to that in a second. Oh, Sorry if gosh. I filibuster this, but this is an insane story. <laughs> this is another farm bill. Yeah, this is another farm bill. <laughs> um, but just keep that in your mind. He works at the. He used to work at the Brookings Institution. There's a lot of shady stuff going mm -hmm. on over there. Well, I want to say around 2009 or 2010. Can't remember exactly. Some of his uh, co-workers uh, co over there, they were like, hey, uh, they went to the FBI. They were like, hey, this guy is asking us if we'd ever be willing to sell classified information because we might get into the Obama administration after we leave Brookings. He's asking us if we'd be willing to do that. <laughs> so they're like, what the heck? I'm so the FBI opens an a full-time investigation into Danchenko because they suspect he might be a Russian asset. This is, a, look all this up, this is real. They suspect he might, and then they look into it further, the FBI does, and they're like, oh wait a minute, he has connections at the Russian embassy. Oh wait a minute, he has connections with actual Russian spies in the United States. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the FBI completely loses track of Danchenko, they don't know where he's at, they suspect he lived, left the country, but he didn't, so they close the investigation. So what do they do later? They hire him as a confidential informant, the guy they had an open investigation on, that never closed, they just couldn't do it anymore because they thought he left the country. Incredible. They didn't start paying him. It's the most insane thing. Now back, sorry, I'm almost done. Wow. Back to the Brookings Institution. Something Jeez. crazy going on there. Guess who his mentor was at Brookings? Any wild guess? No. Fiona Hill. The chick that oh. was one of the uh, witnesses in the in the uh, uh, impeachment. Impeach impeachment trial. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that looks like Severus Snape. That one, coincidentally. <laughs> um, that's his mentor. Oh all of this is together. All, and m multiple other people with Fiona Hill at Brookings and this Danchenko guy, they were all buddies or at least acquaintances of Christopher Steele. It, this, it's so ridiculous. All the connections, it's not being looked into. And I guarantee you the only reason now that Danchenko's getting thrown under the bus is because the FBI is going into patsy mode. And we mm -hmm. knew this. The FBI can't go down. The guys at the top within the mm -hmm. FBI, and DJ, they can't go down. So who mm -hmm. do we blame? Danchenko, because his name is Igor, and it sounds funny. Well, we'll just put it all into him so that we can bow out of this and be free. It's insane. So you don't believe he was a Russian asset? Oh, I think he might have. He could have been. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, but, but, but he is just as at fault or complicit as the people that were handling him. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So um, I wanted to, to throw up a couple tweets here just showing this is Hans. I uh, don't know how to say his last name at all, um, but uh, he's showing that the FBI, the FBI signed this guy up as a paid confidential human source. And then, of course, points out that they did this after he had disavowed the dossier by admitting it was bar talk and gossip. What value would it have been? to sign him up and pay him as a confidential human source. The only reason they did it was to cover Patsy. up their own, yes, they to cover Patsy. up their own malfeasance. Exactly, exactly. It's the only reason. Yep. So um, it's like, it's getting scary out there, guys. Um, and uh, you know, as I, who knows when the FBI is gonna show up at, at my door, Jason's door, Pat's door, mm -hmm. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not going down without a fight and also, <laughs> I am not uh, suicidal, so I'd just like to <laughs> point that out. Um, we've got a lot more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Moink. So I don't know if you guys realize this, like 60% of United States pork production comes from one company. It's owned by the Chinese, which is already great, but uh, they also give their hogs something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China, but you're going to find it in your grocery aisle 
every day. You gotta try Moink. They deliver grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. It's all delicious. It, it is delivered directly to your door. You can choose which meats you want in your box, and uh, you can cancel any time, but you're not going to because Moink meat is the best that you will ever taste. My family loves it. My son is obsessed with their bacon. I know I say this all the time, but he's constantly asking me for it. And he's 10 and he's growing too much. And I'm like, I, I'm all out of bacon, son. And now you've bankrupted me because you love <laughs> moink, ba- moink bacon so much. You can uh, keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com news. You will get a free filet mignon in every order for a year. Do not sleep on this deal. It is moinkbox.com news. Yesterday, West Virginia uh, passed a law that bans abortions except for cases where the embryo or fetus is non-viable, the pregnancy is ectopic, a medical emergency exists, or within eight weeks of a pregnancy caused by sexual assault or incest for an adult or 14 weeks for a minor. It also includes criminal penalties for anyone who performs an abortion without a medical license or at an unapproved location. Um, and so I, I want so I want to get your thoughts on this, gentlemen. But I also I'd like to pair this story with what is going on federally um, and get your take on that as well, because that's an interesting one. Lindsey Graham yesterday, um, in his very Lindsey Graham way, I wish we had a clip of it, uh, introduced legislation that would ban abortions nationwide after 15 weeks of pregnancy. They're calling it the Protecting Pain-Capable Unborn Children from Late-Term Abortions Act, which is, man, the GOP is really bad at messaging, but like that is way too long. You got to you got to <laughs> you got to condense these names, gentlemen. Uh, the bill includes exceptions for instances where the life of the mother is at risk or when the pregnancy is the result of rape or incest and would leave more restrictive state laws untouched. And uh, Mitch McConnell declined to, to commit to bringing the bill to the floor uh, for a vote mm-hmm. if Republicans do win control of the Senate for the next Congress, saying, I think most of the members in my conference prefer that this be dealt with at the state level. Your thoughts, gentlemen. Um, okay, so the first one was it? What was the? What was the? This was, is West Virginia. West Virginia, and it bans abortion except for all of those cases that I mentioned. So non-viable fetus, ectopic pregnancy, all of the things that you would expect. Okay, but just bans it totally. So I don't know how everyone at the table agrees, mm. but I think this is your their entire problem is how can you make a bill or a law that basically says humans are humans, no mm-hmm. matter if they're out of the mother's body or not, but then make exceptions for rape or incest. I do not agree with that at all. I'm not willing to compromise that at all. My one line on that is life is life, and it starts at conception, and it goes towards you're on your deathbed at 99 years old. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sacred mm-hmm. at all stages of life. So if you're willing to stand, stand. Mm-hmm. If you're not, don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're willing to stand, stand mm. for life. I think that's a real issue that the Republican Party has. Like, what, what, what exactly do you believe in here? That's not to say be, be heartless. You know, by, by all means, I'm sure there's organizations that would be willing to work with the government to help care for um, babies that are victims <laughs> of rape or incest where the mother does not want to keep the baby, does not want to raise the baby. Um, let's look into that. Let's have those conversations. But in my mind, mm-hmm. that's where I stand. Um, both a mother's life endangerment over a fetus and uh, 
and pregnancy from rape are extremely rare. Yes. It's like mm -hmm. less than 1% mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. Um, but I am definitely in favor of making the exception for the mother's life endangerment. Uh, it almost never happens. Right. But if it does, I'm going to choose my wife, who is the mother of my other children. Yeah. Um, you know, and and keep her. Um, mm. So there is that. Uh, but if you have to choose one life, you know, it's going to be the one I already know. Mm. As far as rape and incest, that's always been a tough one for me because the, the pregnancy has been forced on the woman. But life is life, mm -hmm. like uh, Jason just said. And um, I have to I have to go with the fetus in that in that particular instance. And that does hurt us, though. They use that against mm -hmm. us. They beat us with that stick mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If there was ever a place where we said, OK, we're, we'll give you rape and incest and mother's life endangerment. We win this yeah. so easily yeah. nationwide. It, it wouldn't even be close. But because, you know, life is life and we want to protect the baby at all cost, uh, the, the left has uh, a battering ram that they use against us. So what do you think about mm. the, because I mean, we just spent a very, feels like a very long time since um, the Supreme Court just released their, you know, obviously the overturning of Roe versus Wade, but the conversation then was this needs to be a state's rights issue that should go to the state level. Mm -hmm. And now we have Republicans arguing to federalize it. What What are your thoughts on that? Is that hypocritical? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, I, and my first temptation is to say it. Hey, I'll take the win. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't think it goes far enough, but I'll take it. But I mean. Because that's why I, it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, didn't we just say this was a state's rights thing and right. that should be where it is? And if you open the door to, I mean, I, it seems kind of ridiculous because in my mind, abortion is murder and it's already against mm -hmm. the law. It's a nationwide right. <laughs> the right. law of murder is against the law. Right. So mm -hmm. this seems like an obvious given, you know, that, that, that but... Uh, I'm, I'm not for opening the gateway to where we're going to have these national laws that keep mm -hmm. encroaching more and more and more on every single right. issue. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think I can be in a, even though I love the fact that you, if this went through the past 15 weeks, you more would, babies be, would be born, would more babies rather would be than born. be killed. And that would be great. But, but I, but yeah. I think that we should, I think the best way to handle this is the state solution mm -hmm. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think so too. I mean, we just, made a big deal out of the fact that Roe v. Wade's overturned, so that just defederalizes mm -hmm. yeah. abortion. It goes to the states now, and states decide, and that's what we've always wanted. And so this is a, a little bit nonsensical that they're doing it this way when we just said, yes, it should be a state's rights issue. Yeah. And then they negate that. Um, but there's no end to the Republican Party's stupidity. So. Yeah. Well, right. I also have issue with if you're going to propose something like this, wh like why 15 weeks? Yeah. I mean, you're, pa you're past the first trimester at that point, right? Like wh why 15 right. weeks? That's very generous of you um, to, to give to the, the left. They're not going to take it. So no. then you're just left with your pants down, I guess. Like, well, we tried to. No, it's, it's, it just feels like political posturing um, because I, Lindsey Graham thinks that he can get like a W by saying, well, I, I tried to help ban abortion federally mm, yeah. and they just wouldn't do but, it. Because yeah. otherwise, why do you pick 15 weeks? If, exactly. if it's a life and you know it's a life, you're fine with it, uh, you know, uh, like first trimester in well into the second trimester still having abortion. 
It, it just, I don't know. It's it's weird. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, That's Lindsey Graham. I was going to say, up. and I don't trust Lindsey Graham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I, so I want to throw one more in here. Uh, yesterday, Go- Governor Gavin Newsom announced a new abortion website for residents and out-of-state women to provide more information about abortion clinics in an attempt to make the state increasingly abortion-friendly, because that's a thing now. Watch. California just launched a brand new resource, a resource for those seeking reproductive care, whether you live here or not. Abortion.ca.gov is now online. The site features information, information on how, where, and when to access abortion and reproductive health in California. It includes information on your right to an abortion and information if you're traveling to California from another state that has restricted your reproductive care. The site does not track you or your personal information. Abortion remains legal and protected in California. We have your back. So I hope you visit. Visit abortion.ca.gov to learn more about your freedom to choose in California. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Also, stop saying reproductive health. Reproductive health care. Reproductive health. This has nothing to do with, I mean, actually, reproductive health care is that when you actually reproduce by having Mm -hmm. the child, not killing it. Mm-hmm. But what do words mean? All right, quick thoughts, guys. You know, I, I, I hate to, you know, suppose what God the Father will replay for you mm. when you stand outside the gates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this right here, oh, yeah. when the gates are slammed, yeah. where you're saying, just go to abortion.ca.gov and mm-hmm. just get all the abortions you want. I mean, I'm sorry, I hate to use the E word, but that just... All I could see was the words evil, mm-hmm. you know, tattooed across that man's forehead on that. That's insane. It's a word that's applicable here. Yeah. That is evil. Yeah. That, you know, replace reproductive health care with murdering babies. We just want to make murdering babies a lot easier for you. So right. live here. Yeah. We don't track yeah. you. You have as many as you want. It's fine. And as if anyone doesn't know, you can do whatever that. You can go to California yeah. and go to 7-Eleven probably and find an abortion doctor willing to do it right there. Probably. It's not hard to find. Uh, as many, yeah, as you could find drug dealers and drugs and human feces <laughs> on the streets of California. All right, we got much more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, ClickUp. So imagine having one extra day every week, more time to cook healthy meals, work on, I don't know, some project that you're doing, or maybe you're like me and you just want to binge some good reality TV to shut your brain off. Uh, It is now all possible with ClickUp. This is the productivity platform that will save you one day a week on work. They guarantee this. This is the one tool to house all of your tasks, projects, goals, spreadsheets, all of it. And it's built for teams from one to 1,000 plus. It is packed with features and customization options that no other product tool has so you can work the way you work best. So those of you who are in product product management, uh, engineering, uh, HR, marketing, they have the solution for you. You can use the code Y to get 15% off ClickUp's massive unlimited plan for a year. So you can start reclaiming your time for under $5 a month. You got to go check it out. It is ClickUp.com. Use code Y. The Idaho Freedom Foundation uh, has revealed, I just want to, Idaho, okay, I just want to, I just want to make sure that I'm saying this very clearly, I'm enunciating, Idaho uh, is teaching elementary school students porn literacy, which of course means that they are encouraging students to look at porn without shame. Uh, This porn literacy (laughs) curriculum is endorsed by none other than Planned Parenthood. Yes, I'm sure you're very shocked to hear that. And uh, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna have to read some of this for some of the podcast listeners, uh, but let's play this clip. 
Critical thinking skills are the largest component of porn literacy. It's the ability for young people to analyze and ask questions about the media that they're viewing. Porn is meant to sexually excite a viewer and create fantasy, right? So let's go ahead and start with elementary age youth. And I know some people... I said trainers believe third grade students benefit from porn. Third grade? Mm-hmm. Third grade students benefit from porn. Activities include students watching cartoon porn, Mm. Idaho. Did I mention Idaho? Oh, wow. wow. That's so big. <laughs> I never knew it could be so huge. That's a cartoon character. Hey Jane, what are you looking at? Idaho's government links students directly to abortion resources as well. So uh, if you think that it couldn't happen where you live because you feel wow. like you're nice and strong and red, uh, you would be sorely mistaken. Idaho. Did I mention Idaho? I just want to make sure I mentioned that. <laughs> I, think, I think it said uh, this message approved by the Prince of Darkness. I think it said at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Sure yeah, yeah. So uh, they've, they've got these porn literacy materials mm. for use in the classroom. This is elementary all the way to high school um, from a nonprofit group called ETR. It is Education, Training, and Research. And pornography consumption is a required topic for ETR in sex education. Um, though, of course, this same organization admits the evidence is largely unclear whether sexually explicit media in use influences future sexual health among adolescents. So that's really good. When, when, when did science completely changed on just on porn in general? So even if you're an adult, they have come out with studies and said that what porn does is how harmful it is. Yes. How harmful yes. it is. Yes. Not to mention destroying intimacy, but but makes people violent and mm -hmm. it increases the uh, you know the opportunity for rape. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things. That's in adults. So now you're talking about growing your children up in that environment as early as third grade. Now, what the hell does that do to you by the time mm. you're an adult? Well, and it's I mean studies have shown it to be more addictive than heroin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Insane. Sometimes when I hear stories like this, I think, how much worse could Sodom and Gomorrah have been yeah, no kidding. than where we are right now? They are after our children and they're relentless in going after our children and trying to sexualize them and taking away their childhoods and uh, just trying to fill their heads with filth. Mm -hmm. Why would you do this? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, I, I've gone back and forth in my head on why would they be doing this? And at first, you know, I, if you look at it, I don't, look, the only thing, so from where I'm standing, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that think as I think, what is the last thing, like, I've heard Glenn say this on the radio several times, is if, if, they can, if they can't find the extremists to go after, they're going to make the extremists. What is yeah. the last thing, mm -hmm. what is your last line? Like, okay, you mm -hmm. can do what you want to do to me. You mm -hmm. can say what you want to do to me. Don't touch my kids. But don't touch my kids. Mm -hmm. I mean... That's where we've always been. And yeah. yet, that onslaught is ongoing yeah, now. It's just nonstop. And yeah. you're the extremist for not wanting them to go right. after your kids, right? I, I want to throw in. I want to throw right. in one more story as we're talking about how bad it's gotten and how they are. They are out to get your children. This is it. Listen, Project Veritas. We played. The, what was it? The uh, last week we played the undercover videos of all of these teachers, um, headmasters, uh, saying that they are trying to indoctrinate your children into all of these ideologies. So they quite literally are going after your kids. But uh, the Wisconsin Department of Public Instruction. This is the education arm of. The state government in Wisconsin promotes transgender video resources and suggested reading explicitly aimed at preschoolers. This is uh, according to a resource Gosh. titled Resources for Gender Expansive 
preschoolers. So it has resources for three to five-year-olds, including videos that talk about transgender ideology. I want to play for you this video. It's how two moms took on trolls to support an LGBTQ kid with a, a mom who was transitioning her daughter into a boy and faced backlash from trolls. And that was just really sad for her. Watch. My daughter was going to transition from being a boy to a girl in first grade. And one of the plans that we had set up with the school psychologist at the time was to read the book I Am Jazz to her class and to the other kids on the same floor as her in school. It's written from the perspective of a child just like our daughter and in very simple terms explains what exactly is going on. In the letter they said, if you would like your child to opt out of this lesson, please just let us know. Obviously, it backfired. A parent in the Mount Horeb School District that received that letter had contacted this group. The Liberty Council sent this letter threatening to sue teachers in the school district, and the school district ended up canceling the reading. Oh, but it's okay oh, no. because, well, the video does go on to explain that the mom held the book reading anyway, uh, and hundreds of parents showed up with their children. So, <laughs> good news abounds, guys. Oh, man. Jason looks like he's about to explode. I don't know how much more I can take of the show today, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just here to get your blood pressure up. <laughs> I, first off, this, this woman, I mean, back in my day, way back in the day, you, if you admitted you were a part of child abuse, you would get thrown in jail. That's what I don't, I'm like, why is this not... Why is this not a crime? Why is, was this not investigated more? Like your first grader mm -hmm. decided on her own that she was gender dysphoria, had gender dysphoria, even though there's no idea she knows what either word means. She just knows that she is and she needs to go get an operation, which she doesn't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. She has no idea what any of these consequences are or what the words even mean. But the mother, she's trying to say this kid went to this conclusion all on its own. The mother wasn't pushing this right. or directing this or the other adults around this poor child. It's BS. Yeah. It's total BS. It's like I, the, the, the role of a parent is to be able to guide your child and explain to them uh, truths, absolute truths, mm -hmm. and what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. And these parents are just completely abdicating their duty. Yeah, it's, and it's going on everywhere. This is happening everywhere. Um, in my daughter's fifth grade class, there's a person, uh, one of their... One of the kids transitioning, and everybody's encouraging to the teachers, the school, the oh administrators. They're all encouraging that that child who's nine years old to transition. You you don't know what you want when you're nine years old. No. How is it possible that people can't understand that? And you're going to make a change like this? Unbelievable! Really, very very frightening. I, but but we're the bad ones, right? If right. we uh, push back on it. Yeah. We're the bad people. I'm convinced that if I was a, I was, you know, the elementary school age now, that I, like, the society would have wanted me to transition into a boy because I was a tomboy, right? Like, I climbed trees. I didn't like wearing dresses. I, and now you yeah. hear those stories and that's, those are the reasons that the parents point to to go, well, she knew that she was a boy because she didn't want to wear dresses and she didn't want to wear girls' clothing. She didn't like pink, so we transitioned her and, and chopped off her breasts. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, what? It's crazy. It's nuts. Crazy. It's, it's ludicrous. Yeah. And you really need to watch what happened in your kids' schools. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to say there's a, there's a generic school out there in a generic red state that when this person went to do online registration, <laughs> never seen this before uh, in their life, um, saw that they had added two different sections to online registration. One was for some different kind of like sensitivity training, mm -hmm. which this, you know, very 
you know, awesome person mm, um, mm -hmm. declined that, right, you know? And right. then there was another one that said, uh, we want your uh, pr uh, um, permission that if your child wants to go by another name, you give that permission. This is in a deep red state and a deep red part of that deep red state. Yeah. I mean, mm. it this might is be close to here. I don't it's, know. It's, it could be. It could be close mm -hmm. to here. Mm -hmm. I just know the person that denied all that stuff is very, very awesome and cool. <laughs> <laughs> very masculine, manly guy. Yeah. Really? Or, yeah. Oh, huh. I, we would say get your kids the hell out of public schools. But <laughs> yeah. if you yeah. feel for, for whatever reason you can't at least, at the very least, be absolutely involved in everything that they are teaching, yeah. especially here in Texas. Uh, as we found out recently, Yaku Buyans uh, did a, vi a whole video on it if you want to go watch it on his channel. All right, we got to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. My granddaughter said, you know, they've known this person. The live-action trailer for The Little Mermaid has gotten 1.5 million dislikes on YouTube in just two days. Uh, many Disney fans criticized the casting of uh, Halle Bailey as Ariel since she is, they say, she's African-American and the, I mean, the cartoon Ariel is, like, very much white. So this is what the fans have said. They said, also, they don't like the movie's look. It doesn't look like it's underwater. And in 2019, the Washington Post cited white nostalgia as the reason why hashtag not my Ariel began trending on Twitter mm. after Disney announced this particular casting. Um, it, I mean, it is interesting because instead of, I don't know, remaking something that they've already done, they could if they wanted to... Uh, have like this black superhero or cartoon character or whatever, have the opportunity to create a whole new story, uh, reinvent a, you know, mm -hmm. or invent a whole new story instead of yeah. just erasing and rewriting already white characters. I don't know. It just feels all like a little bit like racism. Yeah, well, it's, an, it's insulting bit. for all races involved. Yeah. It's absolutely insulting. So basically what you're saying is you, you're not good enough to have your own original story. Mm -hmm. A black, uh, you, know, uh, you know, mermaid, perfectly fine. I would go to watch that. I would take my kids to watch that. And you because wouldn't think twice, it, right, you wouldn't wouldn't think twice about, about it. Right, right, but right. because you're like, and, you know, I'm sure Eric July would have a ton to say here. I was just thinking he'd be a great <laughs> But a great he, he always talk talks about the tokenization of some of these characters mm -hmm. and how they're just inserting someone in, you know, replacing them. It's supposed to be the same character or replacing them with a different race. It's insulting. And, and it is. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, have you guys seen the new uh, Lord of the Rings at all? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did. So, I, I don't, I, a lot of people are criticizing, like, the, the CGI and all that stuff. I, I, I don't, whatever. I'm not a big stickler on any of that. But I did write a review on it, and I said, well, it's just not Tolkien. I mean, I, I thought it was mm -hmm. like, I love fantasy, I love sci-fi, all that stuff. And I would watch this if it was not named Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. I would watch it if it wasn't, you know, so, you know put off as a Tolkien story. Mm. It'd be perfectly fine. I'd have no issues with it. Mm -hmm. no, no, no issues at all. But because you're trying to, we know what you're doing. Right. You're doing this. That's as a, the thing. That's they, the thing. It's the agenda-driven. Right. In uh, everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. It's ludicrous. Think of it if it was the opposite. What if you took a black character and made them white? Oh, all hell would break loose. Because mm -hmm. uh, now Chef starring Pat Gray. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it just it won't happen because it's yeah. it's not it doesn't fit the agenda. It doesn't it doesn't fit them trying to. And and I think a lot of this is just poking conservatives. And hey, uh, see what you think of this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's. 
uh, they just have to change everything. They're not, they're not happy until they do. It has been, at least I think, a little bit encouraging to see, Jason, you mentioned Eric July earlier, to see Eric July's success in his, you know, uh, Eric July, I'm sure those of you who are watching know who he is, but he it was a bit, he's a big comic book nerd. Mm. And he wouldn't mind me using that term, nerd, because he really is a big comic book nerd. And he was just getting so angry about uh, all of these comic book, uh, you know, uh, companies who are coming up with the, they're, they're completely rewriting certain characters. They're making them gay. They're making, you know, we saw that one, what was it, Spider-Girl, who's in a wheelchair. And <laughs> she is bizarre. And um, so he's like, you know what, I'm tired of them just completely bastardizing these characters. Uh, they shouldn't be doing it and and they're all doing it so i'm just going to go ahead and create my own my own company my own you know that he calls it ripaverse and we're not going to do that crap and um you know we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we're just going to do something completely different and he has had so much success in that he raised what over three million dollars in a very mm -hmm. short amount of time that it really it really makes you think and with stories like this, it really makes you think that people are just so tired of all of the the, the identity politics, and the you know the, they have to check off the boxes and make sure that uh, you know the they're inclusive. And so I'm hopeful at least that this will be you know this is kind of a rising tide of people who are just sick and tired of it. Am I being too optimistic? No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I think a lot. I, I don't think. I, I think that people just looking at Hollywood. Like, I think less people are going to the movies now with occasion of, mm -hmm. of random. But when is the a, a really good movie come out where you're like, I have to go get a, you know, buy a ticket and sit in the theater to watch that? Yeah. It used to be for me every week. Yeah. Almost. Mm -hmm. Now it's like never. Mm -hmm. Because now they, they mm -hmm. have, basically what they're doing is they're, re they're taking old ideas or old movies. Yeah. They're just remaking them and making it go in line with whatever the politics of the time are. You know, mm -hmm. or the social, you know, atmosphere is at the time. Mm -hmm. So, oh, so let's have, you know, whatever. Let's have the Little Mermaid, but because the politics and the way that we see it from their lens, which is in, you know, Californistan, is going in this direction, we'll correct all the wrongs and just change all the races. No, it's boring mm -hmm. and it's insulting. Yeah. And so, the one person who bucked that trend, Tom Cruise, uh, yeah. turned out pretty well for yeah. him. Yeah, that's a great point. The highest too. grossing movie at the box office ever in North America. So That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is a great. But will, <laughs> but will Hollywood learn their lesson? Stay tuned to find out. Uh, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. Did you see that James Cameron is re-releasing Avatar? Yes. In this video posted by, of course, Libs of TikTok, a woman claims that she cannot lose weight because, of course, white people have caused her body to be genetically prepared for a, <laughs> for a famine, what? If white people didn't come to the Indian subcontinent, then my ancestors would not go through 50 small, medium, large famines in a period of 200 years. And if that didn't happen, then this entire place um, and the people of this place would not adapt to survive on lower calories. <laughs> we also wouldn't biologically be programmed to hold on to more fat because my genes, they always think, okay, you're gonna die. She caught us. It's the McDonald's. <laughs> she caught us. I love that. <laughs> I hate that she sees right through us like that. I feel so vulnerable now. Wow. I love that's like <laughs> I, I, 
that sounds like one of those like when you're trying to invent a conspiracy theory and somehow like, uh, and then somehow it ends with Kevin Bacon did something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, somehow. <laughs> I, I, I would also like to blame white people for me being bald. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't and I, I'm just mm. gonna do it. I don't have to mm. rash I don't have to spend twenty minutes to rationalize it like that. I'm just gonna do it because I can't grow hair anymore. So I white just, people are nothing save, means anything anymore. Science doesn't mean anything. Uh, calorie deficit doesn't mean anything. Uh, nope. no, I just the words don't mean anything. Nothing. Uh, but you but oof. just but just blame everything on white people and that is that you'll be fine in mm-hmm. society, I think. Yeah, and the lack of personal responsibility right. is just astounding right now because nobody's responsible for anything bad that's happening in their life. I I would love to look at like a food log. Yeah. For like a two week food log of this of this woman (laughs) to very quickly determine whether it is, of course, you you evil, sneaky white people (laughs) or in fact, the food, uh, the lack of proper nutrition and exercise. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm not. I mean, I'm just a dumb TV host. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you for being here. Of course, Jason Buttrell and Pat Gray. Make sure that you subscribe and listen to Pat Gray everywhere you get your podcasts. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.